Shalom dear friends from the nation. We welcome you as Israelis from the city of the great king. You are welcome to worship with us, the king of kings, who is returning to his city. When everyone will call, Baruch Abba B'Shem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, just like they did 2,000 years ago, crying out, Hosanna in the highest. We are crying out today from Jerusalem, Jew and Gentile together, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna Baromim.
Welcome to the Feast of Tabernacles 2021. Indeed, uh, Hoshana Bim Rumi, may the Lord be praised here from Jerusalem. I know you all wanted to be here with us in person, but again, like last year, we cannot hold a physical Feast of Tabernacles, but we are bringing the Feast of Tabernacles to your living rooms, to your houses, to your churches, and we are so blessed that you are joining us. Welcome again. The theme of this year's feast is the days of Elijah, and our prayer is that there will be a prophetic word coming from Jerusalem, right here from the southern steps, that will bless you, that will change your life, and that will bring a fresh move of the Spirit to your nation. So God bless you as you join the Feast of Tabernacles this year. I will be joined today by Moimir Kalus and Tiffany Malinchi. They are our own staff people. Moimir Kalus, our Vice President of uh, in International Affairs, and Tiffany is the uh, Chief Registrant of the Feast of Tabernacles. That means everybody of you who registered, uh, Tiffany was dealing with your registrations. So Moimir, what is up for today? Well, thank you, Jürgen, and warm welcome from Jerusalem to all of you who are watching all around the world. And we truly miss you. We had hoped that you would come here to be with us. But because you couldn't, we have prepared a virtual tour of the land of Israel. In the next eight days, we will take you to fascinating places all around the land. And we are beginning today right here at the southern steps of the temple. This is where Jesus stood. And as John records in chapter 7, this is where he said it was on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood out and crowd, cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Amen. So Jesus celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles right here. And he spoke about the spirit which the disciples would receive. And the same spirit is operating today. It has been poured out on all who believe in Jesus. And it is our prayer that this spirit of God will speak to you during these days as you join us for the celebration of the feast. So let's pray. Jesus, you have risen and you have ascended to heaven so that you could send the helper, your Holy Spirit, that he might dwell within us and lead us into all truth. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and to be in the hearts of all those all around the world who are watching. Speak to them, refresh them, inspire them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Moimir, for that biblical reference. And Jürgen, this is an amazing time to be here yeah, at the Southern yeah. Steps. Now, we want to welcome His Excellency, the President of the State of Israel himself, Mr. Isaac Herzog. My dear friend, Dr. Jorgen Buhler, and honored guests of the International Christian Embassy, Jerusalem's annual celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles, Shalom from Yerushalayim. I'm so pleased to greet our cherished friends from the Christian Embassy, with whom I've had the pleasure of partnering for so many years, especially in this Feast of Hope. As Minister of Tourism at the time, I saw the impact of Christian tourism on Israel and its relations with the world. As Minister of Welfare, I witnessed the selfless service of Christian volunteers in support of Israelis in need. As Chairman of the Jewish Agency, the largest Jewish nonprofit in the world, 
I watched in awe as the Christian embassy stood by Israel without reservation, supported Aliyah of Jewish people from all around the world, and spread the good name of Israel amongst the nations. Not only did your support enable the Jewish agency also in conjunction with Karen Isod to help the Jews make Aliyah from Ethiopia, the former Soviet Union, Latin America, and South Africa, but your generosity also allowed the agency to assist their absorption in Israel. You helped our sisters and brothers from the four corners of the earth to establish home in the Holy Land. Today, as President of the State of Israel, I thank you all for your unwavering continued friendship, particularly in the light of challenges each of you has experienced over the past year. I know that through it all, you continue to pray for Israel. Days ago, the Jewish people observed the High Holidays. These are days of introspection and thanks and hope. Friends, please know that on these High Holidays, Israel and the Jewish people are deeply thankful to you. And today, on the Feast of Tabernacles, we are delighted to come together in joy and friendship. Thank you, my dear friend, Dr. Jorgen Buller, and your devoted professional team from all around the world. Thank you all for your prayers, for speaking the truth, and for your support from the holy city of Jerusalem. I wish you and your families a year of sweetness and health. Toda to all of you, and may we all see you soon in the Holy Land.
Yeshua, 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 Yeshua. Welcome to the southern steps of Temple Mount, one of the most exciting archaeological sites in Jerusalem and one of only two places in Israel where we can say with confidence that Jesus stepped upon these very stones. Named the Ophel in the Hebrew language, meaning to ascend and to go up, this was the point of entrance to the Temple Courts. With the original city of David laying to the south, King Solomon expanded his father's capital and built a temple on top of Mount Moriah. The wall is the southern wall of the temple complex, and the broad steps in front of you lead up to the massive Hulda Gate. Herod the Great expanded the temple complex and created four separate entrances for the different classes of visitors. One for the royal family, a second for Gentiles, a third gate for Levites and priests, and a fourth entrance for the common people of Israel, which is this southern gate. Thousands of pilgrims ascended these steps daily to bring their offerings and sacrifices. During the high holidays, hundreds of thousands crowded these steps, and just below them, archaeologists unearthed nearly 50 ritual baptismal baths, where Jewish pilgrims purified themselves just before ascending the steps. The steps themselves, as you notice, are uneven and irregular, which is the way they were originally designed and built. The uneven and asymmetrical surface was created in purpose to ensure that no one walked into God's temple with an apathetic or complacent attitude. The pilgrims had to watch their step and walk up carefully, being led by the attending Levites, who would stop them every third step to recite the Psalms of Ascents with music and the sounds of blowing trumpets. It was an awesome protocol aiming to prepare the hearts of the pilgrims to meet the living God. Called the Speaking Steps, this place was also popular for traveling teachers and rabbis, including Jesus, when they addressed the crowds. Some Bible scholars believe that this is the very location of the first apostolic message recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 2. Following a very fiery short message, Peter said to the people, Let the whole house of Israel know for sure that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and asked, What should we do? Right here, thousands of Jewish listeners were convicted on the spot and asked for instruction. And Peter answered them, saying, Repent and be baptized. With 50 ritual baths nearby, the very first harvest of souls came into God's kingdom, and the move of God that would reach the entire world was born right here on these ancient steps. When the first men who walked on the surface of the moon, Neil Armstrong, visited Israel some years ago, he asked his guide, please take me to the place where my Lord walked. His guide, one of Israel's leading archaeologists, brought him to these very southern steps. Neil Armstrong kneeled down and was recorded saying, 
I am more excited to step upon these steps in Jerusalem than to have stepped upon the surface of the moon. Today, it is your turn to connect with this great truth. Welcome back, friends. What an amazing video that was, Moimir. I particularly like um, where Neil Armstrong, the first time he stepped on the southern steps here in Jerusalem, he mentioned, and quote, that he is more excited to be stepping on the stones of the old city here, where we're at right now, than the surface of the moon. That in itself is a beautiful, beautiful example of what the land, the Holy Land, brings to the table. The presence of the Lord is here. Amen. Amen. And, and we want to recognize as well and acknowledge our friends out of Zion worship team led by Shiloh Ben-Hod and, and the whole uh, worship ministers earlier for, for giving us uh, the presence of the Lord through beautiful praise here. We thank you, Shiloh, and, and friends for being with us this afternoon. And we look forward to being with you again for the rest of the session today. Yes, thank you, Tiffany. And now it's time to introduce the main speaker of the day. And uh, you have already heard that we have chosen Days of Elijah as the main theme for this whole celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, we believe that as we examine the time and the circumstances of Elijah's ministry, we will see some parallels and we can learn a lot for our day. So listen carefully, and uh, just by the way, uh, you will hear about the days of Elijah in different ways from different angles throughout this celebration. And also there are many seminars which have been recorded by uh, outstanding leaders from the Christian world. Uh, you can also watch them as uh, VOD seminars within your registration. But now please welcome the president of the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem, Dr. Jürgen Bühler, who is going to open the theme of the days of Elijah. And he's going to speak about a God who answers by fire. Welcome here again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Moimir and Tiffany, and again to everybody around the world who is watching us and who is joining us. Welcome to the 2021 Feast of Tabernacles. I would like to speak, like Moimil said, about the God who answers by fire. And I would like to read a passage from the first book of Kings, chapter 18, verse 24, where the Lord says, the God who answers by fire, he is God. The context is that Elijah was talking to Ahab and the priests of Baal and Ashtarte, and he says, let's do a contest and let's pray to our gods and let the God who answers by fire, let him be the true God of Israel. Now we all understand that the fire in the Bible many times represents the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm immediately reminded on Acts chapter 2, verse uh, uh, 4 to 5, where we read how the early disciples right here in the city of Jerusalem, not far away from here, the fire of God was descending upon them in form of tongues of fire, filling them with the Holy Spirit. Now the passage that I was reading to you, the Lord who answers by fire, it impl implies to it that there is always prayer that precedes the coming of the fire of God. It is the Lord who answers. 
the law to answers by fire. And I'm reminded on people like William Seymour, the founder of the Azusa Street Revival. It is said of him that in the years before the Azusa Street Revival started, he prayed every day five to six hours and he asked, Lord, please come again with your Holy Spirit upon us. I'm reminded of the two ladies of the Hebride Islands who prayed every single day in an old shed and they asked, Lord, please visit our island again with the move of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm reminded and John Wesley said of him, the man who changed the whole nation of the UK, it said of him that he prayed at least two to four hours a day. Revival, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, is always the result of prayer. And if we read the story of Elijah, we see that it was a persistent prayer. It was a prayer full of faith. We read as God answered the uh, prayer of Elijah and he sent down the fire from heaven on the altar, we hear that this wasn't enough for Elijah. He understood what his nation, what Israel needs, is not just the fire of the spectacular appearance on Mount Carmel, but he saw that his whole nation, his whole country, was thirsting for the refreshing rain coming down from heaven. And maybe that's how you feel even today about your very own nation where you feel it is so spiritually dry here in our country, where you say your nation, your family, your church, we need again a fresh baptism of fire. We need again a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the rain of God to come down. Elijah was a man of faith. He saw the heaven was still praising and there was no sign of a cloud. He told Ahab, he says, get on the way because I hear the rushing of a mighty rain coming to us. The question is, what do you hear about your nation? Are you listening too much to the negative news that are coming from your country? Or can you hear the rushing mighty wind, the rushing wind, rain that God promised to send out in all flesh? Prayer is always a key to bring revival to our countries. And we are here at the location, the southern steps of the temple. I believe there couldn't be any better place in the whole world to speak about exactly that. You heard it already earlier from Moimil that this were the steps where most likely Jesus was, Jesus was standing somewhere here on those stairs and he cried out 2,000 years ago, if there is anybody thirsty, let them come to me. And if he believes as the scripture says, streams of living water will flow from his body. And in order to make sure that we understand what he was talking about, John made it clear, he says, he spoke about the Holy Spirit that was to come. Right here on those very steps, Jesus prophesied that one day everybody can become a source of the Holy Spirit, a spring that will bring forth this water into eternity. He says, I'm promising you this as the scripture said, and I sometimes wonder which passage, which, which scripture the, the Lord might have had in mind when he was preaching here. And my mind came to Ezekiel chapter 47. 
the prophet that saw right here the Temple Mount, and he saw this mysterious trickle in chapter 47, leaving the southern part of the altar. And this trickle, as it moved from the southern part of the altar, it went out on the east gate, and just a, a few meters from here, it went down into the Kitron Valley. And within a very short distance, this little trickle, those few drops that came from the altar, they became a mighty stream where you only could swim through it. And then something else was happening. Wherever this water was coming, which whatever area this water was touching, life and healing took place. Even to such a degree that as it was flowing down the Dead Sea, it says it completely healed and restored the Dead Sea, that people started even to catch out, to, to throw out their nets to catch the fishes. And that means if the, if the water and if the flow of the Holy Spirit comes out of our lives, it is the most transformative power here on the universe. And I want to encourage you, even as we are gathering here and as we are representing your nation towards the Lord right here in Jerusalem, I want to encourage you to have faith, to confess over your nation, like Elijah said, I do hear a mighty rushing rain coming over our nation. I hear this mighty rushing rain coming over Russia, over China, over Iran, over Nigeria, whatever your nation might be. And there's one passage that I still want to read to you from Zechariah chapter 14. And this is all about what we are doing right now here, celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles. And there in verse 16, it says, And then everyone who survives of all the nations that have come up against Jerusalem, they shall go up year after year to worship the Lord, the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Booths. And if any of the families of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, there will be no rain on them. And if the nation of Egypt does not go up and present themselves, there shall be no rain on them. And I want to create in particular all the people who are watching us today in Egypt. I know you wanted to be here with us today, and I know that the Lord is answering your prayer, and there will be rain also over the nation of Egypt. I was preaching many times over this passage, and I always rephrased it. I said, when you come to the Feast of Tabernacles, the Lord is promising you rain. And honestly, I was a little bit bothered by the negative formulation that the Bible is using, where God says, and those nations who will not come, there will be no rain. I wondered why couldn't he say, everybody who will come, there will be rain on their nations. I believe the Lord is telling us an important prophetic word for our times. And I want you to be very careful in listening what I say. I feel this is a word of the Lord for our days. I believe we are entering into a season and into a period in history where God says, if you are thirsting for rain, for revival, for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your nation, it will only happen if your heart is right towards the Jewish people and towards Israel. 
I believe we are in, entering into a season where you cannot be any more indifferent to what God is doing here in this land. God says it himself in his word, there will come a time that those nations who decide not to come here to Jerusalem, not to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, there will be no rain upon them, no matter how much they pray, no matter how much they might worship the Lord. And I believe it has very much to do with the theme of this year's feast of Elijah, to return back the heart of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. I believe we see a move of God around the world where he's moving the hearts of the people back to this very city, a city that so many people over centuries in the church have been indifferent about. But they have forgotten that this city was a city where Jesus died, where he rose from the dead, and where he told his disciples, you stay right here in that city until the outpouring of the Holy Spirit will come. And he also predicted that he will return right here back to Jerusalem. That means this city is incredibly important to Jesus. The question is, how important is it to you? Coming to celebrate the feast doesn't mean just to participate at a Christian conference. It says they are coming year after year. It speaks about a, a lifestyle, a mindset that we are concerned about the things of Zion. It means that we understand the feasts of the Lord, that we understand the very roots of our faith where we are coming from, that we understand that Jesus, the apostles, the early church right here was a Jewish congregation. And God says there will come a time as you are reconnecting to those spiritual roots, this will be a recipe for revival for your countries. And we can testify to that, to churches all over the world. Just last week, we heard this amazing testimony about the nation of Bolivia. They have been last year the largest delegation who joined our online feast. Pastor Alberto from Bolivia, he just wrote us and he says, since last year's Feast of Tabernacle in our church in Santa Cruz, Bolivia, more than 3,000 people gave their life to Jesus. And he says, I know it's because our people attended the Feast of Tabernacles. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are around the world, please pray for your nation that they might align themselves here with this city, with this land, with what God is doing in the land of Israel. And I'm absolutely certain that God is going to bless you. Today, here on those southern steps, we will pray for your nations. We have pastors in Israel that came from all across the nation, and they will pray today for your country and your continent. And we believe that the Lord will answer us. We believe that the Lord will answer by fire as we call upon his name. May the Lord bless you here from Jerusalem.
thank you so much, Eliana, for this amazing song. I know many of you would have loved to march the streets of Jerusalem, but I believe this song was giving you a little bit of feeling what could have taken place here in Jerusalem if there would be not a COVID-19 crisis. But right now we are doing exactly what I said before. We want to pray for your nation. We want to pray that God would pour out his Holy Spirit, the fire of God, upon your country. And we are here, as I said, on the southern step, but we made a rule to uh, introduce the nations to the world if they bring 10 participants to the feast. Moimir, that's quite an unusual number. Why, why do they need to bring 10 people here? Well, Jürgen, first of all, uh, it highlights the importance of nations. We understand from the Bible, and it already was said today, uh, quoting from Zechariah 14, that the day will come where all the nations will have to go up to Jerusalem to celebrate this Feast of Tabernacles. And why 10? Well, it goes all the way back to Abraham and his negotiating skills. You remember in Genesis 18, God informed him that he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham answered and said, well, Lord, what if there are 50 righteous people? And God said, I wouldn't destroy the cities because of the 50. And then Abraham negotiated down and they stopped at number 10. And God said, I would not destroy the city if I found 10 righteous. And that is taken to mean in the Jewish tradition that it takes 10 righteous people to save a whole city and by extension, the whole nation. And so we want to recognize in a special way those nations who registered with at least 10 participants. Wow. And uh, how are we going to do it practically, Tiffany? So practically speaking, if we wanted to cover the whole world, right, Ha'olam, we will be taking it per continent. So we will be calling out different continents one by one and be reciting or recognizing all the nations part of the continent per round. And so we do have a couple of video highlights from certain nations. So if you're from that nation, we welcome you and we thank you for joining us at the Feast of Tabernacles. And after you'll see the flags and the greetings from those nations, we are going to ask some of our distinguished friends, local pastors, to pray for that particular region. Jürgen, would you introduce them? Yeah, with great pleasure. We have here first Roma and Carmel, Peter Sukahira, the long-standing friend of the ICJ, and uh, we look forward to be with you on Mount Carmel in a few days from now. Uh, we have, of course, everybody knows here at the ICJ Reverend Malcolm Heading, who was my predecessor. I learned so much from him, a man of prayer and faith. We have Pastor Wayne Hilston. He's the founding pastor of uh, King of Kings Communities and president currently of Firm, a heart for, uh, yes, a heart for the nations and for Israel. And with great joy, we have with us Pastor Salim, uh, an Arab pastor who is doing a wonderful work in the city of Nazareth, the hometown of Jesus. That's also the name of your church. And I'm so excited to have a next generation leader here with us, Sasson Pochta. He is together with his father leading a congregation in Ashdod. And I hear great things about this amazing congregation in Ashdod, how the Lord is working there. 
and of course my own pastor, Odet Shoshani, where I have a fellowship with our family, uh, the Hebrew service of King of Kings, and he's also a longtime friend of the Christian Embassy, and of course we have our own uh, Reverend Barry Dennison, he is our uh, operations vice president here at the ICJ, and has uh, a heart for the nations too, so Moimir will be an amazing group of people. Looking forward, and it's a great honor to have you all, gentlemen. Amen. And so, let's start now by welcoming the nations of North America. Canada. United States of America. Shalom from the United States of America, where there are tens of millions of American Christians standing in solidarity with Israel. We work tirelessly day and night to support the nation of Israel and to stand against rising anti-Semitism. So we want you to know we're with you, we bless you, we pray for you, and we wish you a wonderful Feast of Tabernacles Hag Sameach, Shalom, Shalom. Hag Sukkot Sameach from Adam and Edita Gabelli in Vancouver, British Columbia. Hag Sukkot Sameach from Neil and Betty Lou in Abbotsford, British Columbia. This is Gail Moggs from Vernon, British Columbia, wishing you Hag Sameach. Hi, greetings from Alberta, Canada. I'm Aaron May, wishing you a joyous Feast of Tabernacles. We are David and Katie Reimer from Friendly Manitoba. We say God bless Israel and Hak Sameach. This is Sandra Berry saying Shalom from the Peterborough Quartz Lakes region of Ontario. From Toronto, Canada, I'm Kelly Stewart. I'm Jude Hodson. And I'm Donna Holbrook. And we want to wish you a Hak Sameach. My name is Philip Bedard. And I'm Marissa Bedard. To wish you a very happy Feast of Tabernacles. Hi, I'm Suzanne Trites. Hunter and I would like to say Haksamea. Shalom from Catherine Hewitt, Newfoundland and Labrador. Have a glorious Feast of Tabernacles. Hi, my name is Philip Bedard. I'm from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I just invite you for this moment of worship with my two friends, Jade and Joseph Charette. And I really hope that you will have a blessed time and that the Lord is going to touch your heart through that moment of worship. Blessings.
And I would like to ask now uh, Reverend Malcolm Herring and Wayne Hilston to come forward and pray for the nations of North America. Father, we thank you this day for the nation of Canada. We thank you for this beautiful land of rivers and lakes and forests. But we pray for your wonderful church in that land, that you will bless her and be with her and help her to rise up at this time and to drink from that wonderful water that flows from your son. So we bless Canada and we thank you for this nation. We thank you for the many Christian leaders that have come forth from this nation to be a blessing to Israel and to this people. And we ask you, Lord, to pour out your spirit as never before upon Canada. Bless this nation and make her a blessing in the world. And Lord God of heaven, do something wonderful in Canada's relationship with the nation of Israel. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we raise up before you the United States, a nation that has been founded upon biblical principles. And you still have a, a large and on-fire remnant within that nation, O oh God. We thank you for the prayers that are going up right now for revival. We pray that, Lord, it would spread across the entire nation. We pray for a radical transformation and that that fire for you, Lord, will also burn for your purposes for this nation of Israel. Lord, we've seen you bring exiles from the north and from the south, and we pray now where the largest number of Jewish people are in North America to come back to this land, Lord. And we pray for the church to arise and help them, bringing them back in their arms to this nation once again. Thank you, God, for the blessing of the United States to the whole world and also to Israel. And we look forward for greater things in the future. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you very much. Now we stay on the American continent, but we're moving south. Please welcome all the Spanish and Portuguese speaking nations of Latin America. Argentina. Bolivia, Brazil, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, Panama, Desde Honduras, Corazón de América, nuestro saludo de solidaridad y apoyo a la nación amada de Dios, Israel. Bendito su pueblo, bendito su territorio y gobierno. 
con nuestra boca y oraciones declaramos diciendo vida y salud, familias fuertes, acuerdos y unidad, gobernabilidad, justicia, paz, recursos ilimitados y progreso milagroso siempre. Shalom Israel, Shalom Israel, Shalom Israel. Por amor de Sion no me calarei, por amor de Jerusalém no me aquietarei. Até ver a sua justiça como resplendor e ver Jerusalém levantada como uma tocha acesa. Israel, nós do Brasil, a partir de Manaus, Amazonas, declaramos o nosso apoio irrestrito a este território segundo a palavra e a promessa de Avé. Israel, estaremos juntos nessa conexão. Brasil, Israel, juntos por um tempo profético para influenciar as nações da terra.
Now to pray for Latin America, I would like to ask Pastor Odette Tushani and my colleague Vice President Barry Dennison pray for those Spanish and Portuguese speaking nations. Abba, I want to thank you in the name of Yeshua for the Latino nations of South America. I want to thank you for their passion for life. I want to thank you for the diversity of culture that they have. And I want to pray today, Abba, your blessing on these nations, that these nations will come to know fully Yeshua HaMashiach, that they will come to fully repent from their old ways and come to a knowledge of the Savior, of your love. Lord, I want to bless them from Jerusalem, that they will walk in that love and that passionate love for you, the God of Israel. Pai, agora no nome de Jesus, pedimos que Teu Espírito Santo se move sobre a América Latina, América do Sul. Pai, levanta este povo que Te ama, este povo que Te ama a Te adorar e derrama um espírito de convicção, um espírito de arrependimento, um espírito que concede o amor por Israel, o amor por seu povo judeu. Pai, que eles ajudem os judeus que restam ainda no continente do sul a voltar na sua casa bíblica de Israel. E com essa obra que demonstra sua fé, você derrama um avivamento Manifesta seu poder no meio da América do Sul, no nome de Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, brothers. Amen. So now we're moving to Africa, and we have nations that speak English, nations that speak French. You're going to hear both languages in the greetings, followed by a colorful song from Nigeria. Please welcome the nations of Africa. Central African Republic Gabon
Liberia. South Africa. Zimbabwe. Greetings to you from South Africa in front of the South African Parliament here in Cape Town in the southernmost part of Africa. And we just have um, a meeting here every Friday in support of Israel. People come from all over the city and it's part of that today. But as we celebrate this Feast of Tabernacles, we just bless you from Cape Town, South Africa. And um, as we specifically remember that this is the seventh festival of the Lord and actually the completion of our salvation journey, we just look so forward in these uncertain times as we remember God's provision for Israel through the desert, through the desert, through the time of trial and tribulation. We know that he protected them and he kept them. And so we bless you from South Africa that you will be protected and kept also from the hour of trial that is coming on the world in this day. And we look forward to the Messiah coming as we celebrate this feast together from all the nations of the earth, looking forward and praying for the true peace to come down and to bring peace to this world. I'd like to end with a scripture in Isaiah chapter 49, where God says, I have an even greater task for you, my servant Israel a task with you, where you will also um, bring to greatness the people of Israel that have survived. And through you, I will cause you to be a light to the nations so that the world may be saved. And may all of us look forward to that very salvation together as we celebrate this feast in anticipation of the soon return of our Messiah to Jerusalem. Je suis le pasteur Boignon Apollinaire. Je vous salue depuis la Côte d'Ivoire. Je suis le président du conseil d'administration de la branche ASD Côte d'Ivoire et président de la Fédération évangélique de Côte d'Ivoire. Je viens à vous dans le cadre de la fête de Bernacle qui va avoir lieu cette année à Jérusalem afin de nous encourager à être aux côtés d'Israël. En réalité, Israël et l'Église font un. Dans l'Épître aux Romains au chapitre 11, l'apôtre Paul parle d'Israël et de l'Église. Au verset 18, Il parle de la métaphore botanique en parlant de branches et de racines. Et il dit que ce ne sont pas les branches qui portent les racines. Chaque partie a sa position et son rôle, mais c'est le même arbre. Alors Israël et l'Église sont tous les deux l'arbre de Dieu. Ceci dit que l'Israël ne doit pas rejeter l'Église et l'Église ne doit pas rejeter Israël. Nous devons donc nous soutenir. À l'occasion de cette fête de Tabernacle, je voudrais encourager chacun de nous à soutenir Israël. Comment pouvons-nous soutenir Israël en participant activement à la fête de Tabernacle En priant pour Israël, en nous intéressant aux préoccupations d'Israël. Et si nous le faisons, Dieu nous bénira. Je vous dis merci dans le précieux nom de notre Seigneur Jésus. Love! 
risen upon you. Sing for joy, oh Africa, for the Lord your God has risen upon you Pray for the nations of Africa. I would like to call upon Peter Tsukahira and then Sasson Postal, please. Lord, I want to pray for the continent and peoples of Africa, the nations, the tribes, the tongues, a land that you've blessed with great human resources, with beauty and so much of, of the gifts of heaven. Lord, I pray that just as Elijah drew the rough stones together from the field, representing all the tribes of Israel to restore the altar of the Lord on Mount Carmel, that you will send the spirit and power of Elijah to Africa to bring the tribes together, to bring the nations together, to bring the believers together, to restore the altar of the Lord in Africa. I pray, Lord, that you're, you'll accept their sacrifice, you'll accept their offering, You'll accept their prayer of faith and that the fire of your presence will be restored. We want to bless Africa, turn their hearts to Zion. Thank you for bringing them up to the feast this year. 
Yes, Heavenly Father, we pray for Africa. We pray for revival, for a new days that coming to Africa. God, we know that every knee will bow down before your name in Africa. And we're just praying for a new fire just to come over all the nations of Africa. We pray for North Africa, Central Africa, South Africa, God. We just thank you for a new days, a new time, God. And we know that like Zechariah 14:9 says that will be only one God, God, it's you. You will rule over all these nations. So we just declare for especially the young generation and the old generation to work together and bring your revival because these nations are seeking for you. They need you, they're crying for you, God. So just come and touch their hearts, touch their minds and change them because when a change will come, they will affect all the world, God. So we thank you for this dear nation of Africa. Amen. Amen, thank you, brothers. Now we're moving up to the countries of Europe. We're going to hear a testimony, a greeting from both the East and the West. And Europe is a continent which certainly needs our prayers. So please welcome European nations. Austria Czech Republic Denmark Finland France Germany Ireland, Italy, Latvia, Netherlands, Norway, Poland, Portugal, Russian Federation, Slovakia, Sweden, Switzerland, Ukraine, United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Greetings from the Irish branch of the ICEJ. We love Israel and our nation owes her a great debt. In 2007, a priceless treasure was dug up by archaeologists from an Irish bog and can still be seen in our National Museum in Dublin. It was part of the Book of Books, the Bible, that priceless gift from the Jewish people to our godless ancestors and indeed to the whole world. It was found open at the following words from Psalm 84, words of truth and blessing to our nation. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. So what a blessing the Irish nation has enjoyed through the knowledge of the God of Israel. And if we Irish ever had a claim to fame, it's that we were once called a nation of saints and scholars. 
and we carried the good news that we found in that book right across the dark continent of Europe, and it changed the course of history. So the Bible is the foundation of our love and support for the nation of Israel. So we thank you, Israel, for your blessings to us. We love you, we bless you, we stand with you, and most importantly, we pray for you. Hag Sameach. Дорогие друзья, нам, как христианам, сегодня очень важно повернуться лицом к еврейскому народу, сопереживать их непростой и нелегкой истории, учиться у них, видеть в них старшего брата. Очень важно сегодня для нас быть для них благословением во всем. Пусть Господь обильно благословит Израиль и весь еврейский народ в эти замечательные дни праздника Пущи. Счастливого Сукота! С любовью! из России, из Москвы. Да благословит вас Всевышний!
So now we're going to pray for Europe. And uh, it's my privilege again to ask Reverend Malcolm Hedding and Wayne Hilsen to come forward and pray for Europe. Father, we thank you that from these shores of Israel, an apostle went forth and built your church in Europe, established a foothold where the grace of God took root and built a church that has impacted the whole world and even the history of the world. So we pray, Lord, for Europe, that something of the fire that went forth from this land in that apostolic band may once again come upon the peoples of Europe, that once again they will recognize that the blessings they have, that the wonderful history they have of serving you and loving you came from Jewish apostles and Jewish prophets and Jewish evangelists and teachers. So we pray for Europe that once again the blessing of God may come upon them and that they would be a blessing not only for Europe but in the nations and to the nation of Israel. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. But we think of the past and the great reformation that transformed nations around the world. We pray, O oh God, your Ruach, your spirit, would blow across the embers of Reformation, that your spark would light a fire that would spread across every nation of Europe, O oh God. We thank you for the great history, for the culture, but we pray, O oh God, that there would be kingdom culture that would come now across the whole entire continent of Europe, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now we are going to welcome nations from the largest continent of Asia with uh, multiple cultures and traditions. So please welcome nations of Asia. Philippines 
We praise God for the International Christian Embassy, Jerusalem, for this connection of ministry to Israel and to the other nations, including the Philippines, for the Filipino churches and for brothers and sisters in Christ here and abroad. And as God has promised, those who bless Israel, He will bless. May this Feast of Tabernacles with the theme, The Days of Elijah, set us more on fire in Yeshua HaMashiach in these days of darkness. ICEJ Philippines stands in strong support for Israel. This is Pastor Steve Mirpuri, ICEJ Philippines National Director, bidding you once again, Shalom, Shalom, God bless you. We are Thailand, the land of freedom, sending our greetings to Israel with the identity as Thai people Aboriginal. We continuously bless our special firstborn son Israel. During these tough times, may God keep delivering blessing to you all. May God offer help to you all. May God open His gate from heaven and pour out His abundant blessing to you all. May God's face shine upon you and look after you. May God be with you and protect you until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ coming back again. May God bless you all. We love you in the name of Joshua HaMashiach. Amen and Shalom. Yeah, yeah, yeah.